Is there such thing as an unhappy psychic? Think about this. If you go to visit a psychic and they appear to be having a very bad day, do you really think they're going to be able to read you properly and be able to share positive information with you? Probably not. So think about it this way as well. If you're having a very bad day and it's constant, you have one every single day and you're always in a negative mood, are you really going to be able to guide your children or share your life with your partner? Probably not. If you are negative, it does stop you from the ability to grow intuitively and live a happier life. That's why in this next episode of Medium Well with Psychic Sharon Rose, she will share with you what life can look like through having a positive mood and not a negative one. Hello, and welcome back to Medium Well with Psychic Sharon Rose. We are in part two of your desire to wake up in the morning in a good place. Talked a little bit last week. How are you seeing the day ahead? How much impact does the world around you have when you wake up in the morning? Are you allowing yourself to make your own choices on when you wake up and how you present yourself to the day? Or are you always allowing other things to impact you and make your choices for you? For example, let's talk about a little bit about when you do get up in the morning, what is something that you can do that can help you have a better day? Well, last week I talked about a rampage of appreciation that you can do in the evening and when you go to bed. And when you go to bed and you do the rampage of appreciation around, and I explained the flat tire, and asking yourself when you have those negative experiences, what was the reason for this? What was it that I learned? What do I now know? Because then you don't have to hang on to the toxic negative experience. You can, you can move on ahead. But let's talk right now about the people that you live with and how you impact their mood and how they impact yours. Sometimes when we're living with strong personalities, or even when we're living with, they don't have to be strong personalities, but to people that are different than us, maybe it's our children, maybe it's our spouse, maybe it's our roommate, and maybe it's our parent. But whatever their mood is, is how we decide what our mood is. That can be deadly because that person is now in fully in control of your life or those people. And it's important that you lead the way for yourself. You don't have to care about how they feel because that's their choices. That's on them. And too much of the time, people that are negative Nellies will come to us and they'll tell us their sad stories. And then all of a sudden we're feeling down and sad and because we're trying to fix it especially if you're an empath, especially if you're developing your psychic senses and you're an intuitive. Boy, I tell you what, we get banged upside the head with people who really want to tell us their story because they're looking for somebody to make them feel better, but they don't understand they have the choice to make themselves feel better. And so when you go into sympathy mode, you're out of control. You literally are powerless. When you're in sympathy mode, you are powerless. It's important if you do have someone in your world who always every day it lives in your environment and every day they've got a sad story to tell you and they all whine and they complain and maybe they're leaving little kids and they're having temper tantrums all the time. Every morning when you wake up, there's a new one. <laughs> maybe that's what gets you going in the day. And that's how you set your pace is by trying to appease to that person. But the best thing you could do is teach these young people how to be in control of their own emotional centers, how to actually take charge, let them know that they have choices that there's something that they can do to make their day a better one and show them what those options look like. Be the guide for them. Be the person that says, hey, here, I'm, I'm choosing to be happy today. You can be cranky if you want to. I don't want to be cranky because you know what? If I'm cranky, I'm going to miss something wonderful. 
Because when I'm cranky, I can only see other cranky things. Did you know that? When you are in a bad mood, you are drawing to you and literally manifesting to you things that match the cranky mood. So for example, if you get in your car and you're just nasty in your car when you're driving to work, or you're just one of those road rage people, you could very well get into an accident. I mean, they're happening all the time. There's lots of people getting in accidents on their way to work in the morning, especially in the wintertime, in our country anyway. But there's the opportunity to be able to turn up your radio and sing your way to work. I do a lot of mantras when I'm traveling in my vehicle. If I feel uncomfortable and I feel like it's kind of a crazy world out there, I'll do mantras, different mantras that I learned through studying with the Tibetan Buddhists. But you can use any mantra. You can use affirmations, things like I am loved, I am safe. Visualizations. You can actually visualize things around you being more positive. So for example, back to the people in your home. Let's go back to having being a parent and dealing with a negative child or a child that's really displaying some negative behaviors. First of all, understand that you do have a role to play here. If you are the parent of these younger kids and they're just having temper tantrums left, right, and center, then they are unhappy. And if they're unhappy, it's important for you as their guardian to be able to say, why are they unhappy? Is this become a habit with them? Is it just something that they do? Or are they unhappy because they just, they're just having temper tantrums? They're just not used to having positive people around them. And what is your role in that? What is it that you can do to help guide them? Well, the first thing you can do is make sure that when you go to bed at night, that you've conditioned yourself and you are disciplining yourself to really appreciate all the good things in the world and wake up in the morning with appreciation level. So to continue on from the rampage of appreciation you learned last week at night, and if you haven't listened to the first part of this, go back and listen to it. They're only 15, 20 minutes and it doesn't take very long and you can listen to it in your car. In the morning, do the same thing. So I talked about a rampage of appreciation. You go back into a rampage of appreciation in the morning. So you, you wake up and you offer up appreciation again for the good night's sleep that you had, for the safety of the home that you live in, for the clean room that you now have because you've cleaned it up, right? For the great sleep that you had, for the ability to have an, a healthy body that's going to wake up in the morning and you're going to be able to get out of bed. And maybe you want to do some meditation. Maybe you want to do a little bit of exercise. Maybe you go to the gym at 6 or 6.30 in the morning. Maybe that's your, your thing. That's what you like. But offer up appreciation for the day that's coming before it even gets to you. Open your eyes and then go through the day in your mind and lay out all the things the way you want them to be. Offer up a rampage of appreciation for your day ahead. I love that I have my work to go to. I love that I have these fabulous clients. I love that I get to do this podcast. I love when I get into the hot shower and that water feels so good. I love a scalp massage when I wash my hair. I just love that. It feels so good. I really enjoy my very first cup of coffee in the morning. And I, it's so much fun to be able to decide what do I want to have for breakfast? Do I want toast? Would I like a piece of fruit? What would I like in the morning for breakfast? Don't take it on yourself to try and be responsible for all those people that are you're living with that are in your environment. Those people have to learn, including the littles, <laughs> to be happy on their own and understand that they have power. Now, parents, listen up. Don't helicopter parent your children. Don't try to make every decision for them. When they learned how to walk, you didn't, and they fell down, they were learning how to walk. You didn't criticize them then. You didn't 
You didn't try and walk for them. You let them learn how. And they fell down a couple of times. And every once in a while, they got a bump on the head or or they banged their shin or something, you know, and they had a tear or two. But that's okay because they're learning to walk. It's the same thing as learning how to be in control of your emotional center. Not have temper tantrums just because something doesn't go your way. Allow yourself to unfold the positive aspect of yourself and teach them the option of choice. Let these littles know that they have the power to have a good day. When I have babysat, or I don't think it's called babysitting, with my grandkids, when I've had my grandkids here when they were younger, and they've come every year up until COVID, and it's really sad now. <laughs> they're getting older, and they're now, you know, coming to grandma and grandpa's isn't always that much fun. But when my youngest grandchild was very small, I noticed that he had a certain type of temperament. He, very, very intelligent young man, and he's very headstrong. And when things didn't go his way, boy, he let you know it. I mean, he just let you know it. He did not fool around with that. And when he came to stay with us, we laid ground rules on the first day. And the first day I would say to them, I would expect and anticipate that you are going to be in charge of your life. So you're not going to go around trying to make everybody around you unhappy because you feel like you're having a bad day. What you want to choose is you want to choose to have a good day. So we need to learn how to do that day by day. In other words, let go of the stuff that didn't work the night before. Go When you go to bed and wake up in the morning anticipating a good day ahead. Now, I have to also remember um, that they were on holidays. <laughs> it wasn't at mom and dad's and at home and the same old, same old all the time. They were on holidays at grandma and grandpa's, but I was very clear to both those grand boys that came to spend time with us. I was very clear to them that I would not put up with temper tantrums. It wasn't what I wanted to do. That was my choice. I choose not to be putting up with your temper tantrum. So if you're going to have a temper tantrum, you're going to make the choice to do that. You're going to A, miss out on some really fun things that I always have planned for us. And B, you're going to be unhappy. And you being unhappy is you being unhappy and you choosing to be unhappy. And I'm going to continue on doing what I'm going to do to make me happy. It's not going to impact me. You're not going to influence my day. And as soon as they figured that out, especially the youngest one, he was great. He was amazing. He never had meltdowns. He never had temper tantrums. He didn't scream and yell and holler and jump up and down. And he was great. He was just super. And he always felt like he was empowered. He slept really good when he was here. He ate really good when he was here. And, and just because he had the example of somebody not allowing a temper tantrum to happen in their story, I didn't want to have a temper tantrum. And I wasn't going to, I was just, I basically was going to ignore him if he was going to have one. So the simple fact of the matter is, yeah, you do influence the littles. You do. When you wake up in the morning, if you're having a really bad day, your kids are going to have a bad day because you're going to be the boss. You're in charge. So you really, as a, as a young parent, want to really work hard at trying to bring the very best to your children and teach them by example how to choose. But let's just say that there are just it's just you and your spouse. And your spouse is a person that has to watch the, the weather and the news in the morning. Absolutely has to. Well, if you're on different schedules, because you're not in charge of them, they're adults. They have a choice to do as they choose to do. And it's not your call. So let's say you're on different schedules. Maybe um, we'll use myself and my husband as, for example, he has to be at work at a certain hour of the day. 
And so let's just say that he really wants to watch the news in the morning. It's really important to him. He wants to know the news, what's going on in the world. He wants to know the weather. He's really scared he's going to miss something. So he's going to watch the news. Well, I don't have to get up at the same time that he does. I don't have to sit and engage in the same activities he does. I can get up at the same time and maybe go downstairs and work out, or I can go for a walk, or I can have a cup of coffee, or I can stay in bed. If I feel like I want to sit and socialize with him and the news is going to be on, I can stay in bed. I can stay in bed, get a little bit more sleep, and he'll head out the door to work. Once I hear him heading out, I'll go and give him a kiss goodbye, and off he goes, and then I'll start my day. And it's my choice. I have the right to make that choice. We, unfortunately, have become a culture where we tend to feed off each other. And it's not always a good feed. (laughs) So for example, if I was to get up and he was in a bad mood, or if I was to get up and I was in a bad mood, all of a sudden, both of us are going to have a bad day because we feed off each other. And if I'm having a bad day and he's not having a bad day, then I want to make sure he understands that I'm having a bad day and he better get on that page. And that's the way a lot of us live. And so that's why we have such a high divorce rate. And that's why everybody is just so busy just trying to see who can whine the loudest. It's not, that doesn't work. That doesn't work. Also, one of the things that I learned in England was my intuitive development. And I paid a lot of money to go to England. I had to fly there. I had to stay at the college there. It cost me for the course. And I've I've been there four separate times. And it's important that we understand, and I learned this at the college, I'm responsible for my own well-being. So if I'm going to have a bad day, it's going to influence my work. I love the work that I do. I love doing intuitive work. I love working with my clients, but I cannot help anybody in this line of work if I'm having a bad day. (laughs) And I tell this to my clients all the time. I tell them, if you choose the mood you wish to set for yourself, choose the emotional set point you want your day to carry. Don't just get up and react to something like it's snowing outside. Don't check your Facebook as soon as you get out of bed. Take care of yourself. What's going on on Facebook is going to go on on Facebook, whether you check it or not. You realize that, right? Just go about your day and and start doing things for yourself. So one of the things that I learned how to do was meditate. And every time I get involved in a class of some sort or either teaching it or attending it as a student, I find myself meditating more. And then I find myself feeling better. And I'm thinking, wow, I really got to stop getting sloppy with my practice. We're going to get sloppy with our practice here and there. It's the way it is. But for me, it's very important that my intuitive development grows constantly. And that if, I, if I'm going to just engage in having a bad day, I'm going to shoot myself in the foot and I'll be out of work. I won't have any clients because clients can feel it when they walk in. So do you think your children can't tell when you're having a bad day? Do you think your spouse can't tell when you're having a bad day? Do you think that your boss can't tell when you're having a bad day? And now when I say you're having a bad day, I say you're choosing to have a bad day. So your spouse, you're choosing to have a bad day and they feel it. Your kids, you've chosen to have a bad day and they feel it. And how sensitive they are to you is going to impact their day to that degree. And your boss, you've chosen to have a bad day and the boss might not be quite as tolerant as your spouse and your kids. So understand that if you want to develop your intuitive aspect, your psychic self, there are some tricks of the trade. There are some things that you really want to take on. One of them is meditation. Now, we're going to be studying. Uh, we, I'm running the Kitchen Witching program again. In fact, it's January right now. And if you are listening to this, you can still get into the program. We're not closing registration until the end of January. But we talk about this. This is really important because also 
Let me tell you something. As you think, so you are. As you think, so you are. Because as you think is how you feel. As you think, as you feel, so you are. You create your own reality. Hey, you create your own reality. That means, do you want to win the lottery? Money. I alluded to money a little bit in the last one, but now let's talk a little bit about that. Money. You want money in your world? You want to have money show up for you? You want to know that you're going to be comfortable and safe? Then don't have negative thoughts or negative feelings around money. So when you wake up in the morning and you're, you know, a lot of people have had some disadvantages with COVID. There's been a lot of things that have gone on around COVID and impacting their financial stability. Just know, just use the phrase, I am safe. I will be taken care of. My life is good. The universe has my back. I get divine guidance. I know exactly what to do to make sure that I've got a meal in my belly and so do my kids. I know exactly what to do to make this a best day and start with a positive mindset. I know there's things that happen out there to all of us that scare us. And it makes us go, what the heck? Like, I'm scared. And don't tell me to be positive because I'm terrified right now. You're right. You're absolutely right. But what you can do is sit down and breathe. Just stop, stop and breathe. Breathe in to the count of five and out to the count of five. Close your eyes and take a look at potentials. Take a look at what you think you want your life to look like. Make a choice and choose what you want it to look like. Choose your day. Choose the way that you want your day to unfold. So the last session, we talked about doing a rampage of appreciation at night. Now I'm asking you to do it in the morning as well. Do a rampage of appreciation in the morning and do it for the next seven days. And I'll talk to you about the next session, dealing with your emotional center and your psychic development in the third session for this month. All right. In the meantime, Take care of yourselves. Have an absolutely fabulous day. Stay warm out there. It's still wintertime. And I will see you next time. Bye-bye for now. Thank you for listening to another episode of Medium Well with Psychic Sharon Rose. If you love listening to this podcast, we have one little favor to ask you. Please follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. If you love learning from Sharon, well, she's got a few great courses that are ongoing why don't you register for Kitchen Witchin? It's on now. All you have to do for more information is go to kitchenwitchin.ca. Or if you'd like to book an appointment with Sharon for a reading, or if you'd like to know more about Sharon, her psychic services, coaching sessions, and more workshops, go to SharonRose.com. That's Sharon with a Y. We'll talk to you next time.